Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Stuckmeyer, Herrera, Del Mendo. The law firm, otherwise known as. Oh. And our guy, Stu McVicker from Club 400. We got a special guest today. We're going to talk about Club 400 on the podcast today. If you don't know Club 400, it's Cubs fans helping Cubs fans, and you need to know about it. It's also the greatest Cubs fan cave you will ever see (laughs) anywhere on the planet. Literally. I don't think it's It's not hard to beat that. I've never seen anything like it. I'll say that much. (laughs) Yeah. Stu, how you doing, by oh, the way? Dude, I, I, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. And Luke, I know you've been over a few times, and the goal is to get you guys out here, uh, out there sometime this summer. We got a yeah. lot of great things coming, but really uh, thankful you guys brought me on today to talk about Cub fans helping Cub fans. Hey, we're we're uh, we're hoping to build. We've been trying to build a community, and I don't want anybody to feel like we all don't. We don't want anybody to feel like it's competition for. Hey, hey, I've got hats. You've got hats. You've got shirts. You've got like. Yeah. Joe from Obvious Shirts is a friend. Sure. We, do we have merch, too? Of course we do. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, right. But we can all get along. <laughs> exactly. Right? We're all Cubs fans, so I, I what's the difference? I think the Cubs have the best social media out there, without a doubt. I, I, I don't know of another team that has so many different social media outlets. And I, I agree. I've, I've said that a long time. If we can combine together, we can be a powerhouse. If we, if we uh, work separately, well, we can do great things also. But combining forces is the way to go. Well, that's that's anything in life, right? right? Like, if you exactly. if everybody wants to go do their own thing, fine, but it usually doesn't work very well, right? Po- so. I, I, I believe in powers and numbers, and I think everybody has a certain niche, you know. And ours is obviously the charity one, which was I'm really proud to be a part of. To you know, people always ask me, "Are you the biggest Cub fan?" I'm like, I'm not the biggest Cub fan. <laughs> uh, I just happened to um, the, the man cave was actually built uh, because whenever I walked into Wrigley Field for three. Three to four hours, I forgot about life outside. It was my happy place. It was about sunshine, beer, my buddies, and hopefully a Cubs win. Back in the day, Harry Carey singing the seventh inning stretch. And so I wanted to build the best place. I wanted to go, to, like we all do. We, we all would love to go to Wrigley Field every single day. Yeah. Uh, we can't. So I wanted to build the next best thing, about, uh, best thing going to Wrigley Field. And so I took this project on. It was a lifelong dream because the great thing about Club 400 is – all those items that you see down there have a story behind them. And so I opened it up for my 40th birthday, and it was supposed to be for my fr- family and friends. But it evolved into so much more, and I think that's why I'm sitting here today. <laughs> <laughs> it's turned into more than that. It's, yeah. it's a museum and uh, also a party place, yeah. I will say. Also a party place. <laughs> so we're going to talk more Club 400 in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little Cubs baseball. By the way, your uh, Chicago Cubs, 8-4 and four in Cactus League play. Seven straight wins. I don't want to get too excited, <laughs> but I know Cody says it's a vibe. And let it me tell you vibe. what else is a vibe, Cody. I'm also, you know, trying to not talk myself in the 90 wins, <laughs> Luke. I'm, every single day they win in spring training, it's like, Cody, it's spring training. The games don't matter. Don't talk yourself into 90 wins. Don't do it. But it's getting harder and harder the more they win. <laughs> Maybe go 85 just to be a little conservative. Well, he was 87 last year. Yeah, so that's right, 87. Higher, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mike Dubs checking in. I always got to give Mike Dubs a chat. Mike's yes. great. Oh, Shout yeah. out. Uh, Day what, two of 50. Mike, what's up? 48 buddy? more days. 48 more days where you have to ma- mention uh, yeah. Dubs. Day two of 50. That's right. Yeah. Day yeah, two like, of like 50. Day, not that we don't mention Dubs every day track. anyway, but yeah. just like you have. But like, we have to keep track of this. The great Mike Dubs. Official. Uh 
So here's what I want to talk about early on in this podcast, and we'll get to some of the other topics and Club 400 in a second, but run prevention, right? Have the cup. I watched the catch yesterday over and over, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, and we know he's the future in center field. We hope he's the future in center field. But if you haven't seen it, make sure you go to the Cubs Twitter page. It, he, he lays out against the Rangers in center, makes a spectacular catch, doesn't waste any steps going to the ball. And between that and the next topic in this podcast, the Cubs have, in my mind, the Cubs are trying to make defense sexy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what was, what was well, Timberlake bringing back sexy? Didn't he? Bringing what was, sexy back. Bringing sexy, sexy back. back. The Cubs are trying to make defense sexy again. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. No. Defense in baseball, like the only time I've thought it was really sexy is uh, Javi Tag mm-hmm. or, you know, Ozzie Smith, sorry, Cardinals, but like doing the flips, you know, like he, he, had a, he had a vibe to him. It's that or it's like those throws from third base, like Arenado's one, obviously, but like Machado, yeah. those guys that just. Jeter going into the stands the in flip. the postseason, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. But the Cubs Jim are trying Edmonds. to like turn their whole team into a sexy defensive vibe, whether it's pitching. Mm-hmm. Prospects that can hey, play defense. Hey, we had some nice catches. You guys are naming all these guys. Oh, Rizzo, the Rizzo's on the tarp. Rizzo, yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo on the tarp. Yeah, it was Rizzo with the picks. That's uh, it, yeah. You know, with all those throws to first base over the years. Yeah, Darius says Madrigal's been playing pretty good. Low key, maybe, maybe low key. I don't know. I was like, I, this is something from yesterday. I saw like <laughs> Statcast brought like a little stat thing of like catcher blocking. It's like their new their new thing that they're able to track somehow. And I'm like, I was a catcher in high school, and I wasn't like. I didn't have long limbs, so it was hard for me to pick. So, like, just, you know, getting in front of a ball and trying to just block. I don't know. I love that stuff. So, like, the sicko in me likes getting hit by baseballs. <laughs> in the dirt. That's that's what it was. But it was always that a fun That is sick. Thing. Put that on a shirt for you. <laughs> Stu, did, did that's you? That's an obvious shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you play baseball growing up? Sure. I sure did. I played uh, third base, and I played pitcher, and uh, I played first base a lot, actually. I stopped right before high school because I knew I couldn't hit a curveball and was like, well, this is this is pointless. Yeah. Let's play tennis. I played a couple years in middle school, and it was, it was like the mental aspect of it that, like, con, con, completely ruined me. Because in practice, the coach would put me at first base or he'd put me in the corner outfield because no one could hit the ball out there. <laughs> but whenever I'd take ground balls at first base – and then, or if someone else took ground ball and threw it to me, I'd do just fine. But the moment the games mattered yeah. and, like, you're in the moment – Mm, it was over. Like, did you ever hit into a triple play? No, <laughs> only, only only in, in uh, sixteen inch softball. Have <laughs> I ever done CHGO's that? CHGO's softball. <laughs> oh, see now, Stu, we are going to rely on you for this this summer. Okay, you've got a great connection. Players coming in and out of your house. Club four hundred. Our company softball team, which I not I do not partake in the activity because I'm way too old. We need some <laughs> ringers. <laughs> We got, got some rivals got some out there, and we need some ringers to show up once in a while. We just had our, um, which I'm really proud of, we just did a Club 400 fantasy camp in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, wow. And let me tell you something. We played six games. Now, Randy Hunley, uh, you, you played uh, two games a day, seven, uh, seven innings each game. Baseball, not softball. Oh, this is baseball. Okay. Yeah, oh, wow. And, uh, I'll tell you what. We have some ringers on that, uh, on our team, on what we saw. But we had that Fergie Jenkins out there. We had a lot of great guys, but... I didn't realize how hard baseball is. Well, I'm going to be 50 also, but <laughs> it tears up your body, man. Mm-hmm. You, you use muscles you don't ever mm-hmm. use. Uh, but, yeah, we had a, a Roy Starp, one of our campers, uh, 70, I think he was 75 years old. I, I could be wrong about that, Roy, if I am. But, man, the guy could pass me up twice around the bases. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it, baseball is a hard game. I, you know, it's unbelievable. You go out there and try to do it every day. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, a, a whole season for Major League Baseball. Just look at these guys that are in, they're in good shape, most of them. Uh, and for everybody to play, Dansby Swanson playing every game is unbelievable. Like, that doesn't happen in Major League Baseball anymore. And you try and compare them to, you know, Fergie's days, and the thing that's slightly different is that some of these guys are – look at Seiya, Suzuki. These guys are so some, – some of them are so built up and so strong that, of course, it's more likely that the body's going to have more injuries. Like, they built themselves into machines. Right. So, anyways, I just think it's cool that the Cubs have decided to pick a path, right? It's, it's clear – Offense was the way to go the first time around. It led to the World Series. They won. It fell apart. Round two they're going for. They're trying to bring defense back to the game because of all the different ways. First of all, it it looks like the rule changes will probably favor the pitcher a little bit. Other than the base running, but it looks like the pitch clock and some of those things will likely favor the pitcher more than it will the hitter. And... I don't know if the Cubs thought about that. Carter Hawkins has kind of said this wasn't necessarily their plan, but it's what was there, and so they took it. That's how they it just. It, it's not that it fell through a lap, but it right. was just like how how things turned out, and sometimes that just happens. Pickleball. Somebody I think a lot of people might argue that it actually benefits the offense. I think you could say it both so. ways. I think hitters have found it more uncomfortable than the pitchers so far. The pitch clock so yeah. far, but I've also like. I think from an offense per, offensive perspective, fans, at least that I like from tweets that I've read, feel like maybe the the pitchers feel rushed too, because of they're going through this adjustment period. Yeah, and so, you know, I feel like that helps the off the uh, a batter in a particular scenario. But I don't know. I think by mid season, I, I think it'll be pretty even. I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I will just say that. A, the catch yesterday got me excited. And then reading the quotes uh, this week from Dansby Swanson about defense. And, and, and quotes you've seen from Nico as well. Man, I, I love seeing guys be passionate about something that just isn't normally sexy. Yeah, right. Right, to the fans. Like, it's just not – I mean, he, Dansby's talking about it. He says, as an infielder, I see certain things – uh, he's talking about pitchers. He says, I pick their brains on why they do certain things and give my input on what I believe, what I think things to, are to watch out for. So it's really us just being able to help one another. So he's, he's talking about the fact that instead of waiting for Pitchcom to tell him, hey, this is where the ball is going to be thrown and this is the way we're going to defend it, he's thinking about what the pitcher should be throwing based on what he saw from the mm-hmm. swing before. And... I've talked to plenty of people, and I know we all watch the game differently. But Dan Plezak, who we had on, used to be able to sit and watch a game, and for every pitch, he'd be able to tell you what the next pitch was going to be because he would watch the front foot come out a half second faster. He'd see the hand start to move, or he'd see the, the hitter trying to lean towards the front of the plate. And you hear J.D. do it in the broadcast, too. It's former pitchers that have an eye for that. And not all, not all of them are that cerebral, but when they do it, now somebody like Dansby's doing it at shortstop, mm-hmm. it can greatly impact the team. Like, it, it can impact everything. What about catchers? That's why they end up being managers. Yeah, I mean, the, 
when you think about it with catchers, I mean, they are they are realistically the captains of the infield. They see everything. They they control. I mean, it, we're talking about the guys that call games. Obviously, they control what they control what pitch is going to be thrown. But they can because they can. They're the ones that can tell what the batter is doing, right? If the batter was way out in front of a ball, they know what the throw next or what these hitters are expecting. Like, like you said, that's why you know David Ross seems like a really good manager. That's why a lot of people have have said like. I think Rossi has said himself, like, Jan Gomez is going to be a manager someday, right? Like, like it's because they they know the game in and out because they are in every single pitch. No matter who's on the mound, no matter yep. who's in the field, the catchers are there every single pitch. They see the game from a different angle, and they can see the whole field. So, I, I'm, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about the platoon of those two guys, Barnhart and uh, Gomez. Uh, I think it's going to work out great. I mean, those are two big-time – you know, those guys are smart baseball guys, and not mm-hmm. only are they good catchers. I mean, you know, you, catching, you got to also be smart. you got to – uh, you got yeah. You got to read the situation, and I think both those guys are going to show, show us what. I mean, I'm, we're all going to miss Wilson Contreras, especially when he probably beats us. Maybe I mean, I'm, I'm predicting he's going to do a walk. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> you know, we all love Wilson, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this platoon works out. And uh, that's that's another position that we got better. I, I think on defense, Wilson was great. Don't get me wrong, but I think the combination of these two guys coming in this year is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it's it's no question that like you were saying. Ryan, like, catcher. So Dansby's calling the game to himself at shortstop. He's got a great view. You've got Nico at second, who's also a shortstop, can start doing the same thing the more he gets comfortable. Because Dansby said he's been doing this for, like, three years now. He hasn't done it all the time in his career, but he started talking to um, the pitching coach, I believe it was, with the Braves. I'm trying to think of or it was catcher. Uh Sal Fasano for the Braves, and he said he started talking to him about calling games and trying to help the pitcher because you have a different view and are able to watch some of it more than the pitcher is going through the process of throwing the ball. But the more guys like that you put out on the infield, the more eyes you have that can start helping somebody out. The only concern I would have is, like, are you, don't run out of time. <laughs> save, save enough time in your head that you guys can worry about the stuff you need yeah. to worry about. So... Stucky predicted Wilson would hit more homers if they call better games. I think we all predicted that Wilson yeah. would hit more homers. Like, it's just, it's just, even I did. He's a different catcher than what Jan Gomes and, and Tucker Barnhart bring. But like you said, like those are two respected, defensive-minded catchers. You know, good eye for the game. And <clears throat> I think a better question is: is will Jan Gomes and Tucker Barnhart combine to play more games than Wilson Contreras? I mean, I feel like you'd hope so, They'd right? Those are your t- almost have to. If those are your right? two catchers, you hope they combine to play 162 games yeah. at that point. Like, I, yeah. I think you'd hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that was that was the one thing – that was one of the few things about Wilson Contreras as a Cub that we yep. always – like, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a knock, but it was one of those things that when you looked at if you were going to pay him all that money and stuff, you know, can he be stay on the field in, his, in the back, back half of his prime? So. Well, one thing about Wilson Contreras, and I love him, he, he was at Club 400 – uh, I'm gonna miss him, but I'm moving I don't know if he was. Yeah, I don't know if he if he was a you know, was a leader. You know, he was a great yeah. baseball player. He was a great catcher. But I don't know if the other players looked up as a leader. You know, and that was a I think that was a knock on him. Maybe he was a little immature or whatever. But I mean, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to see uh, what th- these two guys are gonna do at the catching. And I think I think obviously, I know for a fact Kyle Hendricks loved pitching uh, to um, uh, Contreras, but. Uh, you know, early reports on is from the guys I talked to is uh, they're all excited to pitch to these two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I also we had Kyle Hendricks at the end of 
or was the beginning of last season, saying the first time he caught with Gomes, like Gomes caught him, he was like, wow, that was great too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I mean, they, it wasn't that players didn't like Wilson, but I think there's – he's yeah. just – it's just – they're going with a different type of player. Well, and it was that, and then it was – Right at the beginning of, or like, you know, whenever Kyle threw his first low touch and field bullpen down to Mesa for mm. spring training, and he, you know, we were talking to him after, and he had said that he was, whoever he was supposed to throw to, Jan came over and kind of took over for him because he wanted to be there as Kyle threw his first, it was Kyle's first time throwing off a mound since early July, the last time he pitched. Mm. So Jan went over and wanted to catch him, and like, just that for Kyle, who, you know, he's a veteran guy, he doesn't need, so he's not learning the game anymore, but it's just, just as a guy that's like he's coming off injury, trying to get back, and to have the guy he wants to he wants to pitch to this season come in and just catch that bullpen when he didn't have to. Like that's just that's another part of that development of that pitcher catcher relationship that Jan Gomes seems to be really good at is just getting comfortable with the guys as early as possible and being on the same page and just that relationship. Like he, it feels like he's done a really good job of building with that with a lot of a lot of the guys on the team. I will say, yes, I would agree with, with uh, Zach in the chat saying Contreras was a leader for Morel, oh, yeah. and I think that happens on teams. Like, you have players that connect with other players, and and that's okay, too. And like, one person isn't going to be necessarily the leader for the whole team, and we talked with Ian Happ on the podcast earlier this offseason about it. Like, is it okay to have multiple leaders on a team? And the answer is yes, it's usually better that way. Yeah. Um, you just don't want your leaders to have different agendas and ideas necessarily that are so drastic that they're competing against each other. Makes sense. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know, I, I think it's an interesting mix they have this year and clearly the emphasis is on defense. And I just, I'm looking forward to maybe we're going to have to come up with something for defensive play of the game. Not, not leather. That's too, it's too corny. What can we come up with for a defensive star of the game? Hmm. It's something to think about. Yeah. Back of my head. I don't have it. Uh, any- <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have nothing for you right now. You have now, nothing so. for me? I got nothing. But you're going to work on it. Right? Yeah, we'll, we are we'll, going to work on it. Workshop get it in my head. You know, <laughs> you know how it works. Uh, we're going to talk Club 400 with uh, Stu McVicker here in a minute. But first, Cody, tell us about one of your favorite products out there, Roman. I mean, I love Roman. I think we all love Roman. Roman is great for everyone. Uh, uh uh, the people in the chat, I think it's great for you guys, specifically the one Cardinals fan that's watching. You really could use the Roman, I'm, I promise you. A lot of guys want a better sex life, but up to yeah. 50%. You guys got any samples, by the way? <laughs> You're the second person to ask that. <laughs> but up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex. Do you want a better sex life? If so, you're not alone. You're not alone, Zach. You're not alone. <laughs> but Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and man, maintain a strong erection. <laughs> Sorry. I knew he wasn't going to make it past that part. <laughs> Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. Four. And men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. 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 I can't. I, <laughs> first time reading the ad, guys. Don't, <laughs> don't yell at me. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing, and it's. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. No waiting rooms, no hassle. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. If medication or testing 
is appropriate. Roman will send it directly right to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. So if you know if you're kind of younger, you're still with your parents, Zach. You know, you don't want your parents to think that you have this issue. <laughs> Zach reacts. You, you know like what I mean? I'm just saying. That's like the Cardinals fan that's that's been in the chat the last couple last of days. Last two days. All right. I mean, you guys are young guys. <laughs> talk, talk about personal health experience. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, Roman is great. Um Roman. Very, very nice. Very nicely <laughs> done. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. First, you know, you save the Roman. That's for maybe post-game activity. Uh, game time is pre-game activity. Get your tickets from the best site, discount deals. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat, you never thought you could. 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, Floor seats at a concert, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets. Created by the fans, for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. And the best way to support us right now is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. Cody's not going to be here tomorrow. He's going oh, to the Big Ten tourney. I can't Got his wait. tickets. Nice. Game time wait. app. Beautiful. Mm. Thanks to the game time app, and thanks to Jake Flanagan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we got him on game time. Yeah, so. on game time. Game, game time. Woo! There it is. All right, so uh, if you haven't noticed uh, and you're just jumping in on the live podcast, <laughs> I, I don't know if I... Lawrence in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> I knew the chat was going to be fired up for that. I thought, who could read the Roman ad? I thought, this is a time for Cody. This was the shine. moment of, is, uh, of my CHO. I'm just <laughs> glad I came here to talk about Club 400. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 when when Luke read the Roman ad like two weeks ago, I thought it was a peak moment in CHO history. Now I read now, it, and yes. now I feel like How we hit it. There's a new it? mountaintop. Lib- yeah. A libido. Yeah. What is it? Libido? Libido. It's libido. I can't, I can't <laughs> read, man. <laughs> I just, I just come here and play with the toys. Gary <laughs> says the defensive player of the game should be Stucky's hardwood hero. Hardware. Hero. Hardware hero? Hard. <laughs> I was going to say hardwood hero doesn't make sense. Hardware hero? <laughs> That's what Gary says. Hmm, interesting. Coming off the Roman ad read. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I figured there was some connection there. Uh, second. So uh, Cubs are playing again today against Team Canada. Uh, you'll be able to check that out, and we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. But today we have Stu McVicker from Club 400 in. Stu started... Club 400 in what, 2013? 2013 is the year we completed Club 400, but at that point it was just a man cave. Yeah. Right, and so yeah. it was your 40th birthday, you were telling us it was an idea to get things going. Did you ever imagine it would be what it is today? How, how many players and special guests have you had in your house at your fan cave for fundraising activity? It's, it's, it's a nonprofit. Yeah, we've had over 50 current, wow. former and current Chicago Cubs over, and we've had... Celebrities like Lou Stuckmeyer over there. We saw. Yeah. He's been awesome. He signed the wall, actually. That's, that's much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably much smaller on the wall than some others. <laughs> but yeah, you're actually in the World Series corner. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're in uh, a good hot spot down well, there. Well, beer money was a pretty big deal for a while. <laughs> we miss beer money, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we'll go, we've talked revive about it. Like, we revive it, it somehow. We should. Yeah, it's great. Everybody loved beer money. But so, Stu, you started this up. You've had all these guys come through. And you're pushing almost a million dollars now in money raised for helping Cubs fans. Yeah, we're at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's money actually given away to Cub fans. 
so proud to, and honored to be the person that you know thought of the idea, and it really was an accident, to be honest with you. Club Fire evolved into charity because. I'll make this quick, but one of my friends came over one night. We were watching a Blackhawks game, and at the age of 20, he suffered bacterial meningitis. His name was Nick Sheridan. And earlier in the year, I had sat 20 uh, Polaroid pictures where Ricketts was speaking at the Cubs convention. And I put him on his desk, and uh, when he was done speaking, he stuck him in his pocket. And I was like, man, I just hooked a big fish. After he sees these pictures, he can't really ignore it. Sure enough, he called me over on Sunday morning and said, Stu, I want to come over and see your place. It's amazing. I only saw like one picture online, but what you did there is crazy. So I didn't really bother Tom too much, but going back to Nick, so he came over that night. Blackhawks were actually eliminated from the playoffs, and he was complaining because of his prosthetics arm fell off, and it made his, he raced those, those sprint mini cars, and it caused him to crash into the wall. But as we talked further in the night, I realized he wasn't walking good, and that's because he really had bottom-of-the-barrel prosthetics. So I woke up the next morning, and the light bulb kind of went off, and I said, holy cow, I you know, I, we got my friend here that needs new prosthetics. I got the owner of Chicago Cubs that wants to come out. And I was, uh, it's not like I haven't done benefits before. I have done them in the past, but I never really thought about it. I mean, a lot of people uh, from 2013 to 2000 until Nick came over said, Stu, you got to do something with this place. You really got something here. And I didn't know what they meant, and I'm not sure what they meant. But that night, Nick came over, and, um, and then um, Tom, you know, I called Mr. Ricketts up, and he said, I'm all in, and without knowing what really what we were doing, we raised over $30,000 that night, and we got uh, Nick Sheridan uh, two legs, an arm, and we got him a couple other cool contraptions wow, so he could throw cool. a baseball again. And that was the beginning of Club 400, and it's been a wild ride. And I'll tell you what, we've formed a great community of family and friends through Club 400. And more importantly, if I can tell anybody out there, yes, we are raising for money for charity, and that's a great thing, but... If you come over to my place, which is my house, actually, you're going to have a unique experience like you're never going to ever have, ever. I mean, you meet these players usually at the Rosemont Convention Center or at our card shop. These guys are coming to my house. They're walking down the stairs, and they're hanging out just like we are right now. And you get to see a little different side of them because we're blasting music. We're, uh, you know, we're... Uh, we're the bars open. We're eating dinner. We're going to do a Q&A. We're doing pictures. We're doing autographs. And it's just a, it's a blast. Like, I, I wish every Cub fan could come down there and just experience an event because, like I said, you're not getting that. I don't think you're not getting that anywhere. And I think right. that's the coolest thing about Club Horner. I mean, the best thing is obviously raising money, but um, the unique experiences that we're giving Cub fans. And we gave a lot of Cub fans a lot. Of, and I look at the pictures and there's nothing but smiles. And that's the best part, putting smiles on people's faces. And and also, listen, I want to tell you, first of all, it's it's in your house, but it's all also outside your house. You have tents in your backyard built up. So you, you're not going to go to his house and use his toilets, okay? There's porta potties. There's the, everything is set up. This is yeah. this is set up first class. There's people for parking. There's people directing traffic. The neighborhood embraces it. Uh, oh, by the way, Adam says super chat. Oh, you almost had it. I've got enough from Greg Braggs. I'm not talking about Purdue anymore. <laughs> but... Club 400 really is, it's a unique experience that you've built up. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I've seen fan caves before, but when I walked into your basement the first time, I was like, first of all, how did your wife agree to it? <laughs> like, that's got to be the first step. Like, yeah. how, how did you get somebody on this planet to agree to be like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna turn this into a Cubs museum base. You have turnstiles from Wrigley Field in oh, your basement. That's so cool. 
Like it's it's not just hey, there's an autographed photo on the on the wall, or literally players have come and signed your wall down there. You have turnstiles. Got the you organ have, from Wrigley Field. You have the organ I got Sammy Solis's last locker at Wrigley Field, which wow. is pretty cool. I'm but trying to get Sammy. I'm trying to get Sammy. I do not have the boom box. <laughs> I'm trying to get Sammy to come out. I said, Sam, if you come out, I'll give you. I'll give your locker back. How's that? <laughs> oh, wow. I'll be the that's first like, one there. Deal. If you if you get Sammy Sosa deal. to come, oh. I will be there. I actually spoke with Sammy Sosa. For forty minutes, just me and him on a phone call last year, and um, it was amazing. The guy, the guy, we had a great conversation. And um, Sammy's my favorite player, and I, I would love for Sammy to come back. And I told Sammy, "Hey, if the Cubs aren't inviting you back, Club Four Hundred is, and let's do something. Let's wow. uh, let's would raise a lot of money event? for Cub fans. Would that be cool? Can you, you would, imagine how much money? Oh. First of all, I you couldn't have it at Club Four Hundred. It'd be too big, wouldn't it? I, I would probably just raise it. Ticket price is a little higher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> CHGO Cubs has to be first oh, invite. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you might get some of the neighbors to be like, let's open it up to our yard, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just have, we have to make it a big street party, dude. <laughs> That's right. Are most wow, of the people be... on your street Cubs fans as well? Uh, you know what? Most of them are. Uh, I mean, you know what? You know, I try, Before COVID hit, I used to, uh, and I will resume that soon, but we used to have neighborhood appreciation parties. And uh, my friends said, look, at your neighbors love you. I said, it's not these people that here that I'm worried about. It's the people who didn't show up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because imagine like if you were like the only Cubs fan on the block, and yeah, you know, there's, I mean, <laughs> my neighbors are Cubs fans, yeah. Uh, so it's you're out in the Northwest Burbs. There's a lot of Cubs fans out there. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of Cubs fans there. So Sammy's the big fish for former Cubs that you would like to try and get because pretty much everybody else has been there. You've had all the other guys, haven't you? We've had a lot of the guys, a lot of the two sixteen guys. Unfortunately, we missed Chris Bryant, but we were trying to get him. I would love to get like. I mean, how about getting like John John Lester out and Travis Wood for a party? That would be killer, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> that would be, yeah, the get those guys together. Just see the oh, the shirt come off Travis and just, and just have a good old party. I would love to do that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, I mean, that would be a that would be a pretty good party. But I Sammy would be Sammy would be the that's the it pinnacle would, for me. It would be like. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about uh, Sammy is, was is Theo like, at your house? No, but Theo owes Theo me, a, a, Theo owes me a visit, by the way. All right? He <laughs> promised me he was coming over. I did See, a lot of you, shots with Theo, and he never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get, he made you, me buy every time, by the way. If you, can, if you can get Eddie Vedder and Theo, John Lester will follow. Definitely. I think we got Eddie Vedder lined up for the million-dollar party. Wow. That's something yeah. else. Very mm-hmm. cool. So, and when we, I just want to let you know, everybody know, when we raise the $1 million, which I'm thinking next year we celebrate 10 years of Club 400, and then the following year, maybe we hit the million-dollar mark. And, yeah, we do. Uh, Eddie Vetter was at the Randy Hunley Fantasy Camp, and I got to spend a lot of time with him. He knows what Club for Hearts all about, and he's guaranteed me a visit. So uh, it's gonna, cool. that, that will happen someday. I like, cool. uh, Just a matter of when. They He'll, will follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Michael's comment. He says, uh, congratulations. The world needs more people like you. Thanks for all you do. Oh, thanks. Wonderful. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very honored to do it. And like you said about my wife, like um, I, I – I, uh, I actually met her at full shilling on a rain delay and the Cubs didn't play. It was a Friday. And then um, we started dating and we had a Cubs theme wedding. I proposed her on a rooftop overlook at Wrigley field. Uh, we had a Cubs theme wedding, which was a classy one, you know? And um, so she kind of knew what she was getting into, but you know, God bless her because you know, every year on a good year, you know, before COVID we had over a thousand people coming to my house every year. You know, and I'm proud of that. If, as long as you're a Cub fan, you're welcome at my at my place. And, you know, we've never had any problems. Usually people are just happy to be there. They're happy to experience it. 
and uh, we we make a lot of fun. You know, like you like you said, uh, outside we put all um, the bands out there. We put magicians out there. We do all kinds of fun stuff. And then, um, but when you come over originally, you're just going to walk. It's, everything's open. Once the player gets there, we shift the party outside. Then we let groups in to get to get your autograph or picture experience. So it's pretty, it's, it's great. Like, you know, it's like we fine-tuned it. Like we didn't know what we were doing at first, but, you know, I'm, I'm that type of guy who always likes to improve my party. He's like, I want to outdo my last party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's the type of guy I am. I just want to keep getting better and improving. Uh, yeah, I get that. You've got a new, Cody got me onto this, so you're, you're going to try something in the city. Oh, no, you're actually. Out, you're out in the burbs. Well, yeah. Club 400, but now there could be. Uh, Club 400 Chicago. Well, Club 400 Chicago is, you know, it's a smaller type place, but, you know, being out in the Burbs Lake and the Hills is a little far. And just for a fan perspective, having to drive back and forth. And we wanted to have a place in Chicago that we could call our own. And luckily, uh, I got that a couple years ago, thanks to Kathy Wheatley. I got a great deal on it. I just finished it the other, uh, last week, actually. Uh, last Saturday, we had the ice machine and the dishwasher hooked up. <laughs> but uh, dishwasher. It's, <laughs> it's Club 400 Chicago for sure, and we plan on doing some really cool, intimate, smaller events there. We already got one lined up, but I can't announce it yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just be three blocks away from Wrigley Field, and we're looking for you guys to maybe come out with some of the uh, with some of your fans out there for an event. And we'll, for sure, beers will be on us at Club Four Hundred, like they just, always are. <laughs> dude, just give us a just give us a teaser, a, a, a clue to who the person might be that would be there. I would say a, it's a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. yeah. Hall of Famer! Now we got so you got a Hall of Famer. And, right. that's, yeah. that's that's how you tease Club it. 400 that's Chicago. how you tease, tease it. Well, well, you know, speaking of uh, since we're talking about events, I would like to let everybody know our next event is um, April sixth. It's on a Thursday, Close. and that's right. yeah, it's not far away. We just started selling tickets. On uh, Tuesday, and I'm really happy to have him out. Uh, Justin Steele, he's pitching today against Canada, I believe. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a great night. I'm so glad. Uh, and, and we are going to do that for a charity. I'm, I'm waiting for his wife to let me know which one she wants to choose. We're going to let um, the family, their Steel family. Ticket. Yeah, Steele. We're going to let cool. them pick it. So. But, yeah, we're, there was only 100 tickets for sale, guys. So um, I think we sold about 40, 50 right now. So there's about 50 left. So and, where do you uh, go for that? Where do you go if you're trying to get those last Oh, you can. Uh, well, you can go right now. You can on social media. We are on social media at Club Four Hundred Public. Um, we posted the link on Twitter. Uh, uh, was it Club Four Hundred Fan Cave? And then we uh, also have a presence on um, Instagram, and that's uh, Club Four Hundred Cubs. So we'll post all the links there, and yeah, just check it out, guys, because. Uh, you know, if you're a diehard Cubs fans and, and you haven't really checked out, you know, we do events in Chicago, too. We did an event on a rooftop last year. We had Patrick Wisdom come up, and uh, he signed autographs, and he took pictures with everybody. It was He signed, actually, everybody got a picture, and then we had Patrick sign them at a later date, and then we delivered all the pictures to all the fans. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Is, Cody, I'm, I'm curious, what piece of memorabilia would you like to see at, Club 400. Like, what in, in your idea, like, what would be the coolest piece of Cubs memorabilia? And I'm curious if he's already got it. I, I don't have it, but I know who has it, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it comes. If, if Well, Cody's going to come out to Club 400. I know he will. Right. Now, oh, now, yeah, I plan on going. I'm yeah. just curious what you th you're like, okay, I want that piece of Cubs history. Well, a lot of people would say the last out from the World Series, obviously. Yeah, right. And the gloves or the ball or yeah, yeah. But, but is there something that. realistic that you'd be <laughs> like, man, that would be the coolest thing? Because when I walked in and saw the turnstiles, I was like, I don't know where I'd put them in my house, but that's pretty sweet. Yeah, 
And how did you get some of that stuff? That's the next I mean, question. I got. <laughs> you got so much stuff. I don't. I feel like the op, the 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 i the ideas are endless. Um, something from Sammy. Is there a player that you'd be? Sammy's cork bat is. <laughs> Sammy's cork. I have like three or four of them. A lot of people ask me if I had an X-ray. <laughs> yeah, I would say something related to Sammy Sosa would be something that I probably want. Just well, my, I don't I, have that, anything. Well, you got Sammy's him. locker. So Tom yeah, Warman. I have to point out Tom, Tom Warman is a guy who lives in the Chicago, Wrigleyville area. And if you're into memorabilia and you don't know Tom Warman, well, you're doing so, yourself an injustice. He's the centerpiece of all the Cubs collectors, and he just obtained. And it's beautiful, and I want to get it out to Club 400, and we're going to put it behind the glass case so no one uh, fingerprints it up. But he's got the helmet that Sammy wore while he circled the bases with the American flag wow. right after. Oh, the, uh, man. I mean, that might be. Uh, That's the, what I want. That, be, <laughs> and, and the way he autographed it, he said, this is the helmet that I carried the American flag around the bases, Sammy Sosa 21. Unbelievable. That's Very how you get cool. Sammy I, back. I, Sammy, you can have the helmet back. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was think, I, I think such the such a fact that we've been, we talked about how like Sammy feels like the big fish or the great white buffalo at this point. Like it feels like because the Cubs have not welcomed him back to 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 mend that relationship. Like that's why his like getting him seems even bigger than it than mm-hmm. yeah. than it should, right? Like, like like getting a Hall of Famer, I don't know who you got, but it, yeah. It, it it feels like that's huge, but it feels like getting Sammy Sosa. Who, no matter who it is, Sammy Sosa might would would be bigger than that. It's what what it feels like to me yeah. right now. I don't know if that's true, but I I agree with you, and I think like I, if I could tell the Chicago Cubs anything, like I don't know what the politics are behind, but there's so many fans out there who's you know, like, for instance, me, like <laughs> Sammy Sosa is my favorite player. Like bring him back for the fans. You know, yeah. what's the, what's, what's the hurt of doing that? First of all, I'm always going to be about the fans. That's what I'm all about. Fans first. Like I'll, I'll speak against anything if I think it's hurting the fans and I just don't see any really good reason why you don't bring Sammy back. And I'm hoping, you know, that if it's not the Cubs, someone will bring him out. Maybe it's me. I'm still working on it. Trust me. I email him uh, once a month just to check in with them. And yeah. I don't like to bother maybe once every two months, but just let them That's know I'm cool still alive. And email, oh, yeah, I got it. And he, and he answers me. One night, one night I emailed him at 1030 at night, and I he uh, emailed me at 1045, <laughs> which was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, my God, you actually, you know, I, sometimes I get my best thoughts late at night, but after a couple cocktails. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can see Sammy sending off the email. <laughs> there That's it like goes. A, like that gift That's how he sends off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another thing too, I wanted to tell you guys, we're also doing a road trip to Minnesota this year. Uh, I think it's Mike May twelfth to the fourteenth. Yeah. Oh, Mike Dubs. Go sure. yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Dubs. Dubs. Are you coming on that uh, bus or what? Now, does that include a walleye trip? <laughs> He'll just show up because he lives in Minnesota. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, Mike. You can get the uh, ticket. We'll just get you a ticket. You know. But yeah, you know, we're leaving. Uh, we got a couple of spots in the Burbs. Arlington Heights is one of them, actually. Oh, there you go, Luke. Jump on the bus. And we're going to head down there. We're going to do a full tailgate before Friday's game. We figured we'll get the cheap seats on Friday since we'll, everybody's tossing a few back from 8 in the morning. And then uh, Saturday, we're um, going to go to uh, the game. And and then Saturday night, Joel Kilgallen, uh, he's a comedian. I don't know oh, if yeah, you've yeah, been on the show. Oh, you had him on the show. Yeah. We love Joel. He's going to perform a show nice. that night in Minnesota. We've got to find right. a bar that will host us. But I don't think that'll be a problem bringing 60, 70 Cub fans into a bar, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, good business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a lot pretty of money good that for way. business. That's very cool. Yeah. That's a ballpark I haven't been to that I would like Me to neither. see. That's Minnesota. a great ballpark. I went there last year, actually. Um, it's nice. It's centrally located downtown. How much? Uh, how much is it to to do the trip? 
Uh, that trip, it depends like, uh, your hotel situation. If you're going to have a single room or double or triple or quad, I always say quad it up, you know, cause you're not in your room at all. Yeah. I mean, you're going to basically get down there and we're going to keep you busy the whole time. You're going to go there to sleep for five or six hours. But if you do a quad, it's like 500. Um, and then I don't, I'm not sure what the, the highest price I think is like 900. So there's various pricing. Um, and I don't do the tailgate. I, uh, a good friend of mine, Todd from state events does it, but he, He's doing it as a big favor to Club 400, and that's actually not a charity event because we picked Minnesota because we thought it would be economical, but like nothing's economical nowadays, as yeah. you can tell. And we got beat up on really the bus more than anything. So, and uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, those those bus trips are a blast. I mean, if you go, I, I used to go on bus trips when I was smaller with a group called the Wild Bunch. They're still out there today, but. Uh, wild bunch. The wild bunch. Let me tell you, they they were wild. <laughs> Stew in the wild bunch in Lake of the Hills. And they, uh, my mom blames uh, the wild bunch for maybe uh, my you know my love of drinking. I think. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, when did you start uh, falling in love with Cubs baseball? Like you said, you admitted you're not the biggest Cubs fan because oh. you. Same thing for I've me. I've so many great Cubs fans. It doesn't so. mean you're not a great Cubs fan, yeah. but you'll meet some people that just every single game is life or death to them. Yeah. Oh, I mean. And I can sleep through six or seven innings and not miss anything. <laughs> oh. You guys remember Dorothy, right, on the first oh, baseline? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. Is Dorothy still with us? Dorothy is still with us, but mentally she's not. You know? Okay. So now, she was the, unless I'm thinking of a different person, Dorothy was the woman who would sit behind the opposing team dugout at Wrigley Field, first baseline, and they would show her silver hair almost every single take me out to the ball game. Right? Every seventh yep. inning stretch, Dorothy would show up. There was always a shot of Dorothy, correct? Her nickname was seventh inning Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, this is a great story not a lot of people know. Game six, Cubs win, go to World Series. Uh, Ken Rosenthal came over there and interviewed Dorothy after the game, and yeah, and then uh, she said, "She said, what are you gonna do? I'm probably gonna have a shot at Jaegermeister after the game." And uh, <laughs> Jaegermeister found out about that and threw Dorothy the biggest party for all her friends and family. And really? we, were, we we boarded this truck. It was like I think it was from the Riot Fest back in the day that they turned mm -hmm. into like a bar. And we had a five-course meal, and everything that we ate had Jaeger in it, including dessert. The pop, we had Jaeger popcorn. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know about Jaeger but popcorn. I, just, I wanted to bring Dorothy up because uh, she's still with us here today. And uh, I always, my goal, I, I, a long time ago, I tried to get her to sing the seven-thing stretch. I thought that, that would have been appropriate. And we, we tried our hardest, but, you know, the, through the red tape, we couldn't get her to do it. But uh, God bless her. But... You asked me how I became a Cub fan. I always like to tell the story because uh, my, my father and my mom, they were not big into sports. Uh, my dad was always working, and my mom was just taking care of us. But I used to watch, you know, I think it was Superman the cartoon, and I turned it on in its time slot. And I turned it on at the exact right time because all of a sudden, and I didn't know anything about baseball. I didn't know anything about it at all. I hear there's the line drive down the line. One run is in. Two runs are in. There's right, another guy coming around. Here's the throw. He's safe. Cubs win. Cubs win. Holy! I'm like, what is this old guy getting all excited about? I had no. I was like, this old guy got. I, I always say his love and enthusiasm for the game radiated, radiated right out of the TV and into my soul. And after that, I was all Cubs man. I, and I, my, my mom signed me up for Little League, and, and then I start, she started taking us on road trips, our first road trip. 
ever was to Pittsburgh, where I met a very young Sammy Sosa. Looked a lot different <laughs> then <laughs> in every way. He was a really skinny, lanky kid. You know, that was back in the 33rd days, if you remember. You yeah. Know? And uh, so, yeah, that's how I became a Cub fan. And I, have not, not, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, before Club 400, we were the We Got Wood guys. We came out with the We Got Wood shirts. And uh, that's a whole other story for another show. <laughs> should have, should have mentioned that dirt before the, uh, before the Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I should have flipped the ad reads. I had no idea. Uh, David in the chat is saying Kerry Wood's 20th strikeout ball. That would be worth something. That would be. I wonder where that's probably in the Hall of Fame. I was say, it's probably in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. that's a good I bet question. Kerry Wood doesn't even have it. I bet that's a Hall of Fame. Kerry team. Wood was our first guy we had out pl- player. First current player. Well, yeah, it was, a, he was it was a player. A pl- you know, it's, yeah, so no, so we called the Wood, um, Kerry Wood Foundation up, and I was like, you know, so so we had Tom Ricketts out, obviously. So mm-hmm. and, then, and then we decided to do the charity. Well, let's get you know, let's get Kerry out. So I called this Sherry, and, and they said, well, you got a you know, minimum $15,000 donation. And they turned us down. I was really surprised. I, got, I guess they didn't like the shirt, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they love the shirt. I gave Carrie uh-huh. a bunch of shirts. So, uh, but I called Tom, and I was, you know, because at the very beginning, think about it. Hey, guys, do you want to come check out my basement? I'm going to invite some people. Over. Yeah, it's right. kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So we had to get past that creepy point. So I, I called Tom. I said, Tom, I know you're going to have their big ball. I said, if you see Carrie, let him know I'm not some crazy guy. You know, let him know I'm legit. I get a call the next day and Carrie Wood, from the Carrie Wood Foundation. They said, Stu, we changed our, we changed our mind. We're going to come. And, you know, they wanted 15. We gave him 36.5, so we did pretty good. <laughs> 36,500. <laughs> wow, incredible. Yeah. And we love Carrie Wood, and, you know, uh, we love what they do in Chicago. They have a great mentorship program. That's unbelievable. And I think they just changed the name to pitch in, the pitch-in program recently, so. Very cool. Cody, uh, tell us about your DraftKings pick of the week. My DraftKings pick of the week, uh, let's go to the Big Ten tournament tonight. Taking Ohio State to beat uh, Wisconsin on the money line. It's going to be weird because this game's going to stink. Maybe take the under because both those teams don't know how to score points. But I'm taking Ohio (laughs) State. Give me the Buckeyes against the Badgers. Hogue, if you're still in the office, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, that's the first game of the Big Ten tournament tonight. That's what I'm taking. That's the pick of the week. Ohio State money line. Very nice. There's no Mizzou pick of the week right now. I give it. I give it to you tomorrow, maybe. Now, Stu. By the way, you, who was the guy you mentioned? Was the collectibles guy? Tom Orman. Yeah, okay, that's Tom. But we got another place for you too. Foco. Foco. The bobbleheads. They got everything. They, they got the, the, the best bobbleheads. They have the match warmer bobblehead. They have the match warmer. You know what? The all. nice thing about the Foco bobbleheads is their quality. They're very well made. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we partnered up with them. We oh, were really? like, yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. They're one of our proud sponsors. I pay right, attention to Foco because I'm always at looking to add new stuff. You know, so. well, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. well, there you go. Ryan's going to tell Stu, you a little further. Here's your Stu or anyone else in Chicago. You've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Foco, get, perfect. get, get fitted out like Damar. Yeah, like you're looking for that final that bobblehead, like the final piece for your fan cave, if you will. The one missing bobblehead. Stu might have them all at this point, but there's always a new one coming out. 
Yeah, they do a good job, too, putting new ones out. They're pretty busy, though, over there at Foco. I don't know how they do it. I know a lot of my friends are going broke because of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of mad wives out there. <laughs> uh, so, Club 400, um, do we have the video? I don't, was that, is this something you guys put together? Oh, uh, this just kind of shows yeah. what you guys have done. Yeah, this is our latest. Well, then, uh, yeah, we may not show all of it. I don't know how long, how long is it, Sarah? Three minutes. Well, this was uh, Brennan Davis was just there. Well, right? this was yeah. We, we have a, every year we have a Club 400 Christmas party. It's my favorite party, and uh, this year we, we decided to go young, as far as getting you know, some young kids in there, and it was a really good idea. We had Brennan Davis and Cole Franklin out, and uh, yeah, th- this is you know we've been putting videos out the last couple of years. Uh, I think it was we never did it before because of budgetary reasons, but they've gotten us a lot of exposure, and yeah, this is a. Uh, this is a cool little video here. Well, Sarah, can you show it without the audio so we can just talk over it? The people on YouTube can see it. Let's go. Let's try that. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of cool shots in it. I'll tell, do you have any other ones loaded up, like the Morel one? Okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, the only reason why I say that is because Brendan and Cole. He was talk, just there, Morel, too. Morel was there in September, and he was a black. He was mm-hmm. awesome. Morel was unbelievable. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Everybody asks me, like, you know, who's, who's been terrible? They're coming to my house. They're all going to be nice to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But morale, yeah. Uh, we had Miguel Esperanza there, too. He's oh. awesome. He, I don't know if he, I had him on there. That guy's great. Miguel, I love him. Mm-hmm. I met him at the Cubs convention. He's a really nice guy. Oh, nice great guy. Uh, you know, he's he's as real as it gets. Yeah. He does Blackhawks, and he does Cubs, and we love that guy. With having those guys out together. Morel speaks okay English, but having him out was a big help for us because he did the Q&A for us and stuff, too. Morel yeah. doesn't need to speak. All he has to do is smile, and everybody That's right. feels better. That's the thing. <laughs> Straight up. That or a million dollar smile. Everybody gives hugs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> he smiles, gives you a hug. Everybody's. I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him big time. He looks like he buffed up a little bit, huh? Yeah. I, I would love to see him make the roster right out, out of the season. Like, I don't want to see him go back to AAA. I know there's development to still be had there, but I would like to see him make the roster. I, although, I will say this Rios is. It's making a run. Yeah. Making a run he's at that roster a, spot. Yeah, he's he having is. a good spring, for sure. Oh, um, and David Ross, who did he call the MVP of spring so far? David Bode. David Bode. David Bode. Yeah. Yeah. David, Bode. David Bode. Don't forget you know, me, David you know, Bode. He, I don't think he's got the proper amount of playing. You know, that's the thing about baseball. You got you to gotta get that lucky break to yeah. be able to stay in there. Like, you know, you got to play every day. It's hard to platoon in and out. It's not easy. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That's yeah. So they can you hear, they hear that or no? That's the bathroom, actually. There's a lot. I got some butterflies when I got here. I was like, I wasn't even talking about baseball half the time. It's different until you like get here and like experience. It. So that was it's that's such that's a welcoming environment. Everybody, everybody makes you feel so loved that's and like your family. So this was around uh, holiday time. This was a Christmas party. Did you go to the uh, Winter Wonderland? I did. I thought it was pretty cool. There's cold. You coming. should have seen me skating around Wrigley Field. Oh. It's like Patrick Kane on ice. It's unbelievable, <laughs> Stu. You should have I, seen I, it. I do not want to put in on any ice skates or or, uh, or, or roller skates, by that matter. <laughs> you should have seen Grandpa cool. Stucky. I forgot uh, that we Stucky Kelly Claus. and I signed. Kelly, by the way, had some like fancy signatures. We signed there. in that 2016 section. You got to take some green paint and paint over. Save save that for somebody more valid for 2016. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to keep you there, Luke. You're part of the family, buddy. Look uh, at, did you Crawley. see Crawley's yeah, sweater there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need Crawley's a I need a cup sweater like that for the holidays. That's actually we put we actually like for the winter party we had we put a tent outside too a heated tent It worked out really good we had a band out there. Nice. 
how do you heat so. a tent that large? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, plus you got all the people on there too. So we did Christmas ornaments and uh, yeah, these guys, these guys, these guys are best friends. So we originally, yeah. they like lived together. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what? They're two different guys too. I mean, well, you know, they're just, that's what makes them work so well. That's why we, we got Brennan out there and then um, Brennan actually came over to the club for Hunter condo and uh, he's kept on talking about Cole. He mentioned him a few times. And I was like, well, maybe we should try to get Cole out here too. My good friend Wes from a Cubs fan from Oklahoma was friends with them. So I got in touch with him and I said, Hey, you willing to come out here? He said, yeah. So having those two guys out there was a blast. It's, you know, we could have had just Brennan. It would have been fun, but to have those two guys work, play off yeah. each other. It was, yeah. a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like right now they're joking around. They're having a lot of fun right there. They're giving each other crap. Actually. I think Brennan won on the disses there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be, that. that might be the new way you have to go double down. Yeah. You, know, you might sh- have to double down on the event because I think they might be more comfortable with somebody they know right next to them. Exactly. You're 100% mm. right. Uh, I've More found expensive, that too. Though. I always try to invite, like, you know, familiar faces also, like maybe, like, you know, people that they know yeah. or, or even a few friends. Like, I want them to walk in and feel comfortable. And uh, you, you, usually by the end of the night, you know, every time we've had a player out there, they're, they're contracted to stay, stay a certain amount. Uh, I think Wisdom Blue, uh, he was supposed to be there at 10. He was there at 130. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, everybody stays a lot longer, you know, because they're like, three hours? Are you kidding me? I'm like, it'll fly by. Trust me, you're going to want to stay later. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's so. the craziest thing? You don't have to tell us which player. What's the craziest thing somebody has asked for when well, they arrived at your house? Whether it's just somebody who bought a ticket or a player or... Well, we always ask the player what their favorite cocktail is, and that'll be the yeah. cocktail of the night. But uh, the craziest thing, I mean, we, I mean, we've had a lot of crazy. We haven't had a lot of crazy re- requests from people, um, but we've had a lot of crazy things happen down there. You know, uh, I think about when we had C.J. Edwards there. He he did he did the worm, and then he did a karaoke, <laughs> and Steve Trout doing a poetry reading. That was interesting. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> a poetry reading. Yeah, Steve I, Trout. I tell you, we had there's a blast. One from of the, the coolest past. things we had Pat Hughes come out right after the Cubs won the World Series, and he walked in the basement, and I was giving the tour, and he went in the the bathroom, and we have a TV above the urinal, and he's like, he's doing this, and he's like. Next pitch is going to be a ball outside in the dirt. Sure enough. <laughs> Next pitch is going to be a high swinging strike. I'm like, Pat, how many times have you watched this game? I mean, you know everything. I've never watched it. This is the first time I've seen it. So we let the game go through, and we did our pictures. We did our autographs. We ate dinner. We had our drinks. And we did the Q&A, and it just synced up perfect. So I said, Pat, why don't we turn the audio off? And you call the last two outs of the 10th inning. Just like you did it, it was amazing. Like if you were there, it was this very, very special. There's been a lot of special moments at Club 400. And now, you know, what I learned was my basement is a space, but the amount of memories we create in a space is is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the place is. I go down there and I, I feel. I mean, I'll go down there once in a while at night. We'll play some golden tea or whatever, and pour a <laughs> cocktail. And I just I think about all the smiles and unbelievable things that have happened down there and I'm like this place is this pr- place is pretty awesome even though it's mine it's pretty awesome <laughs> how are you ever going to sell your house i'm gonna That'd have be- to sell it to a cubs fan yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't plan on moving i told my neighbors i'll last you all i promise but uh, <laughs> i'm hoping my daughter takes over club for her one day she's becoming a huge cubs fan Great. like she knows more about the cubs than me like where players live and stuff like that and that's the power of google and stuff so uh yeah, my, yeah, I'm really excited about taking her down to spring training this year. And I did want to bring that up because, you know, we are about Cub fans helping Cub fans. And even though I'm not down there, I'll be down there from the 15th to the 20th. 
we do have our tent uh, over there. And if you're a Cubs fan, you're welcome to come by anytime. And you can, we'll give you a free Club 400 lager if you're 21 or older. We'll also, uh, JP is down there. He's running the tent, and he is uh, cooking fresh pizza slices. If you need sunscreen, if you need a koozie, if you need a pop, if you need a Coke, we you got you covered. Anything. Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. <laughs> We're Cubs fans right. helping Cubs fans. And when you walk over, just walk in and say, hey, I saw you, know, I saw you on the Internet and just want to come over and say hi. And I, I promise you, you're, especially this week, we have tons of Club 400 people going out this week. I held, I stayed back because I, I'm going to an event for Special Olympics, which we're going to work with this year, and having somebody out, someone pretty big, maybe someone from the 2016 World Series. So that that Boy. we're working on that too. There so uh, yeah, stop by if you're down in Mesa this week or any 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 game throughout the rest of the spring. Stop by the Club 400 tent located pretty close to the Sloan party out there. Have you guys been to spring training before or no? Well, you were just down, down there. there. I, I saw you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't <laughs> been since 2016. Oh, you haven't. So now the next time I go, they have to been. be expected to win the World Series. Never been. Basically. You, you, do you have a good time out there? Yeah. Great fun, time. wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, it's yeah. it's baseball, right? It's like yeah. it's the start of baseball season. Yeah, it's really laid back, and you can get access to the players a lot easier. Mm. It's, a lot, of, it's yep. a lot of fun. So, like, if you're going down there, you don't, you know, come over and see us. We'll treat you like family. We, we promise that, and uh, we'll take care of you. You need anything, we got you. That is I would uh, confirm that that is true because of the few <laughs> conversations that we had – to just get you on the show today, uh, I felt I felt like we we're best friends afterwards. So, uh, well, we got, we have to we have to do an event or something yeah. together, right? Like yeah. we're gonna do some uh, stuff throughout the season, um, takeovers, that type of thing, right? Meet and greets. We do the virtual. We gotta get you on a virtual happy hour. That'd be awesome. But we do man. our virtual happy hour for diehards. People, you just if you're a diehard. You come into this virtual happy hour, and we just sit at home. We drink. We talk Cubs baseball for a little while, hang out. Maybe a game's going on. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not. Um, but I, I think we should try and work something out where Club 400 and CHGO, where we have some sort of event together, right? I would love uh, it. I would love it. I'm 100% down to do it. So Whether, whether it's out in Lake of the Hills or whether it's the new Club 400, Club 400 in the city. Yeah, right. Yeah, the sky's the limit. I, we should start planning right away and get something, yeah. get something done here. <laughs> like Sounds you, like a good plan. Send us your ideas in the chat. Uh, <laughs> Stu, real quick before we go, hit us up with all the social media stuff where people can buy tickets to the big event coming up with. There were uh, some people asking about Justin Steele event. Steel, the yeah. Steel event and the price. Yeah, uh, Justin Steele is $125 plus a $5 uh, service fee, so it's a total of $130. Uh, you can get tickets. Um, I will put the. I will actually uh, share the link on Twitter after yeah. we get off here. And we'll, we'll send uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, uh, was it Cubs Man fan, Cubs Man Cave? I, I gotta yeah, change club, it. Club Four Hundred Cubs Cave is the one I. Club Four Hundred. Yeah, there you go. That's Thank it. you. <laughs> and then uh, Club Four Hundred <laughs> Cubs for uh, Instagram, and then on our uh, Facebook page we're Club Four Hundred Public. And if you, uh, I'm a big. I need to get someone. If anybody's interested in helping me out with my social media game. I, I could use it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Facebook guy, but uh, you know, I'm not too good at Twitter and Instagram. It's so. the age. Still. Yeah, it's the it's age. Us. That it's, old yeah. man Facebook guy right here. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, my yeah, space. It's, it's Thursday. That, yeah. that event's Thursday, 6 to 9, and everybody that comes is going to get fed. We're going to have drinks, and we're going to have uh, – everybody's getting an autograph and a picture, and then uh, we're going to do a Q&A also. So. And I know that – you know, part of the thing is when the players excited to come, uh, then that's going to be a good event. And I know Justin's really excited about coming. And I always say our parties is only as good as the guests. If you got a good guest, 
we're going to bring the party. So you bring a good guest and a good party, that all mashes together just awesome. Nice. April <laughs> oh, yeah. 6th, that's an off day. I that's a assume. Thursday. And the great it's thing about day. it is, is a lot of us are going to head down. I say like the, the regular members are going to head down to uh, Wrigley Field that Friday because they got a 120 start, which is good Friday. So there, a lot of people are coming to the event. And then uh, well, then we're going to head down to Wrigley, probably go to the Club for Heart Chicago, have a few drinks there, and oh hit the boy. 120 start. There you know? go. That, and that was one of the reasons we've never had a 6 o'clock start on a Thursday. But you never know. Justin might have to pitch on Friday, so we had to keep that. Open. <laughs> you might want to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. You never know. We, we don't need, want him getting home him too to be healthy and ready to go the day after. Right. I'm excited to see him pitch this year too. Uh, yes, I think we all are. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll be in touch about having an event. I'll send it uh, from my hotmail account to your hotmail <laughs> account. <laughs> Thanks for uh, checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Thanks to our guest Stu McVicker from Club 400. Uh, make sure you download that DraftKings app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Until Thursday at 1.20 live here on YouTube, fly the W. I love that. Is Ryan Dempster pitching the cannon? That's fine.